Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for our time of ministry in the Word of God and our Bible study. I trust that you're doing well. God is good. Amen. Praise God. Whatever platform you are joining us on and wherever you are joining us um, from the world, around the world, thank you. It's always a great joy um, to be able to come around the Word of God with the saints. And uh, I am just really excited again tonight to have this opportunity um, to be able to come together and to share the Word with you. Um, would you uh, bow your heads and let's share a word of prayer together. Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness and your loving kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you are doing for us, everything that you've done for us. Thank you, Lord, for this service tonight. Thank you for our Bible study. We're so thankful um, that we have this opportunity to come. So thankful to you, Father, that we are not exempt from the goodness of the Lord, from the move of God. And uh, thank you, Lord, that you have given unto us the gift of the precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, move freely tonight. Give us understanding. Illuminate our minds and our hearts through your word. Father, receive all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you so much again for joining us tonight um, for this very important um, service. I, um, I want us to do something a little different before, um, before we go into our uh, Bible study um, lessons tonight. I want us to just take a few minutes to pray for the nation of Israel um, as the, the conflict um, that was started, um, just like the one in Ukraine, um, unprovoked. Um, we're going to pray for God's covenant people. We're, we're going to pray. God has a covenant with Israel. You know that. Um, hallelujah. Um, through Abraham, it's the same covenant that we share. Um, they were the original beneficiaries, and we just happened to have been branches that were grafted in. And God does take personally um, everything that happens to that nation. It's not necessarily because of the people there. He loves the people like he loves everyone that he created around the world. But God does have a covenant um, with Abraham and David and on and on like that. And, and God is a covenant-keeping God. And so I want us to get just spend a few minutes, a couple of minutes actually, it won't be long, because on and on we're going to be praying for them and speaking peace over that nation and stopping the hands of the adversary, commanding him to stop. We're going to take authority. The Bible says whatsoever we, whatever we deem to be unright, inappropriate on this earth, heaven agrees with us. So um, we're going to exercise our God-given authority, but we're also going to intercede for that nation. But I want us to read um, the 122nd Psalm, Psalm 122. Uh, I want to read that before we pray for the nation of Israel tonight. Um, it's a psalm of David. It says from verse 1, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within, my, within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. He says in verse 6, Pray for the peace 
of Jerusalem, they shall prosper that love thee. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. Let's just pray directly out of the word of God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we lift up the nation of Israel before you. We pray for the peace of this nation. We pray for the peace of the nation of Israel. We declare that the people that do Israel good will prosper. And in the name of Jesus, we declare that everyone that will be set against this nation will come under the swift judgment of God in the name of Jesus. We speak peace within the walls of Israel. We speak prosperity within your palaces. In the name of Jesus, I declare peace upon the nation of Israel. In that Gaza, that Gaza Strip all around the border and everything going on there, in the name of Jesus, I speak peace upon the nation of Israel. We ask, Father, for the mercy of God for people that are caught in the fires, people that are caught in this conflict. Lord, we pray that you be merciful to them. We pray, Father, for your covenant people. Let your covenant be a shield around them. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Father, show the righteous. Show your covenant people the way into the strong tower of your name. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father God, be a shield over them. Lord, we know it's not. The Bible says some trust in horses, some in chariots and but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. It's not the it's not the dome. It's not thank you thank you Lord for all of the artillery, all of the uh, machinery, all the equipment, all the um, the gear and everything, weapons um, that that the people have to operate with. But Lord, we know you ultimately are our shield and you are our high tower. You are our rock, our defender. So defend that nation tonight. Defend them right through this season, regardless of how this conflict evolves. Father, we cover them with the blood of Jesus. And we pray, Father, for a swift resolution. We trust you for your mercy. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. Glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you so much for praying with us. Hallelujah. Thank you. Please continue to pray for the nation of Israel. We're studying guaranteed um, success and divine guidance. And um, 2 Samuel chapter 23 verse 5 is our theme scripture in the New Living, um, New Living um, Translation, New Living Te Testament. Translation, New Living Translation. And um, I, I know that's one of the scriptures that we've used over and over again. And um, I'm going to have us shift as we begin to wind down our series of lessons um, um, on this, um, this broad topic. We've learned so much. But as we begin to wind that down tonight, I actually um, would like us to get into um, a different, a new aspect of, of the, some of the things that relate with um, the success that God has guaranteed for his people. And um, um, we'll see how the Lord leads us from there. Uh, we're going to go through that. And then I'm going to wrap up, I believe, um, with something that I know several years ago um, uh, was a, 
big revelation to me when somebody had asked me um, what would, and actually very interestingly, um, a couple asked me, um, a young couple that um, was being wedded recently in New Jersey, um, asked if I was going to um, talk about success, whether it's marriage, whether it's family, whether it's career, whether it's just in the life of a believer generally, um, what are keys that I would share? And I remember that uh, a couple of people had asked me this several years ago, and um, a, a major part of one of our books was actually devoted to that. So I think I'm going to close out on that five keys to, to success um, from that from that publication that we did several years ago. Um, but um, over the next couple of weeks, two to three weeks, um, this very, very crucial, important aspect of success for a child of God, I'm going to have us put the light on with the help of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we're going to dive into it very strongly. Somehow or the other, it's been interwoven into most of what we've already learned, what we've, what things that we've already discussed over the several over the last several weeks, several months that we've been on this um, series of lessons. Um, but but I'm just going to isolate these two things by themselves over the next two three weeks and have us um, just put some light on them, uh, and the Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Glory, glory be to God. Second Samuel. Chapter 23 and verse 5, this is David, he said, Is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety. And success. Um, glory to God. Right in there is one of the most significant, most important, most crucial requirements for success in the life of any believer. There are two major things that I um, would have us put some light on the first one is mentioned in that scripture in Second Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5. And the second one is actually a part of our theme um, for this series of lessons. Two major requirements for success. Now, last week we... Um, um, studied together some nuts and bolts of the concept of success. And um, if, if you were with us, I hope you were. If you were not, you can go back and listen to it. Hopefully you have the time. Um, by the way, I know a lot of people are not able to join in real time as we do these services. That's fine. Um, these services will go on until the Lord um, gives us a different direction. Uh, we're fully committed to them. And um, I know that there's just a whole lot of life and substance and material. So um, for work reasons, some with young families, some with care for or older, elderly parents, some for, for different reasons, in real time cannot join the services um, but I encourage you to take the time. There's great benefit in being around the Word of God, not just in a Sunday service and not just on Sundays. Because uh, I know, you know, most active believers will consider it important um, to listen to the Word once a week and go to church or listen to the Word of God taught. That's great. But I encourage you to also prioritize your study, your Bible study, which is another, uh, either a teaching service or a discussion. And, and if, you, if that's something that you are privileged to do, you have that opportunity to do, to get together with other believers um, around the world. But you can use a lot of the things that 
we're studying in addition to other things that the Holy Spirit gives you. But there's a lot of power. There's just a lot of substance in, in, in these lessons. And um, I, I, I dare say you'll be hard-pressed to find the, the wealth of knowledge, wealth of revelation, wealth of experience, wealth of understanding that, that comes behind the ministry of these words um, in many places. I'm sure there are many places where there are, but there, there won't be too many. And so this is a privilege that we have. And I, if, you are, if you are around our ministry in any way, a friend, a partner, a worshiper, a leader, a pastor, a minister, whatever, please don't take it for granted. These words will help you. Um, we are committed to continuing to do this service, to continuing to teach the Word of God on this platform. And um, I trust God, and some will join us in real time, but so many more, hopefully, um, will be able to, later on, if they are not able to join in real time, um, also uh, join along. Hallelujah. We studied last week those nuts and bolts of, of um, success, talking a lot about the power of commitment and diligence and we talked about things like having a plan and pursuing that plan and um, uh, ha- appraising progress and, and um, uh, different aspects of things that we described as success buttons. These are real uh, nuts and bolts, like real tangible things we need to do. Success is definitely based on, um, definitely based on God's blessings and opportunity and overcoming adversity and all of that. All of that is great, but there's nuts and bolts. There are, there are logistics. You, 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 you make your way prosperous, like the Bible says in Joshua chapter 1. You make your way prosperous. And one of the ways in which you do that is you have to plan. You have to plan for success. You have to prioritize. You have to pursue. You have to appraise. You are, there's so many things that goes along with um, with um, actually putting ourselves in position um, to succeed with the things that God has assigned to us and the things that God has given to us. Um, but we switch gears again tonight and we, we start talking about this all-important requirements for success, two of them. The first one, like I said, is in our theme scripture in 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 5. And I describe that as an active, growing covenant with God. An active, growing covenant with God. And the second one, I describe as divine guidance. So over the next couple of weeks or so, beginning tonight, let's talk about these two major requirements for lasting success. An active, growing covenant with God and divine guidance. You probably know a lot of the things that we study together in this series of lessons. You probably, if, if you've been in, in Christ for a while and if you've been a um, consistent student of the word, many of these things are not new to you. But it's great to be reminded of them. It's great. The word of God has life. The Bible says it's living, it's active, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so every time we hear it, even though we've heard it before, there's something new that the Holy Spirit seeks to impart to us. Or by way of reminding us of some things that we already know, um, the the Lord can, can better enable us to succeed in, in our calling, succeed in our vocations, and the different things that he has called us to do. So, so don't, don't take it for granted. Um, my heart always bleeds when I see people suffering um, by virtue of a lack of knowledge, just a lack of knowledge, and not even like they don't have that knowledge, but they've forgotten, or they are not, that knowledge is not active and growing within them. And so the enemy takes advantage of that and punishes them a lot. Um, but that does not have to be you and it doesn't have to be me. We can succeed in life. We can take advantage of everything that the Lord has prepared for us. And, and one of the major ways in which we do that, be around the word. Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So 
He said, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Day and night. Day and night. So, um, meditating the word, studying it together, is definitely a beneficial um, spiritual exercise. Hallelujah. Remember in, um, that's Joshua 1, 8. Remember in Psalm 1 as well, it's talking about the man, the godly man. The righteous is not, the righteous is not so. And, and it talks about, but he, he, he meditates the word. He loves the word of God. He meditates it day and night. And, um, and he takes pleasure. He takes delight in that word. And because of that, there are fruits that will come into his life. He will prosper, the Bible says, whatsoever he lays his hands upon will prosper. His leaves will not wither. He, he will bear his fruit in due season. Hallelujah. And so there are great benefits to just constantly hearing it and constantly sharing it with others. Right? So you, you hear it, you study it, you grow, and then you share it, express it. You know, uh, a, a lot of impression without expression leads to depression. So, so as you hear it and as you are reminded of it, as you are growing in it and it's producing fruit in your life, make sure you become a conduit, a channel of that word as well, and make sure that you are sharing with others. It doesn't have to be in a setting like this. But, but you know, you can share the word anyhow, anytime, with anyone. Sometimes things are going on in people's lives that we know. We can share the word with them and say, hey, you know, I, you know I, I heard about this or I learned this. The, the Lord taught me this and I think this will be something really useful to you. And you will share it to, with them. And, and, and through that, God can get an opening, something that looked like a really terrible situation. The Lord can actually find an opening to lift them up and elevate them. So, two major requirements for true lasting success. Number one, an active, growing covenant with God. And number two, divine guidance. Again, remember what David said in 2 Samuel 23 verse 5. Is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made what? An everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So look at that. He has made an everlasting covenant with me. That covenant is directly proportional to the measure of success that David enjoyed in his life. God's covenant is directly proportional to any success that a child of God will have, will ever experience in their lives. Amen. Well, let's put some light on that first one, the covenant. And let's talk about the covenant. God is in covenant with Israel. That's why we prayed for Israel today. Right, um, Israel is is um, uh, enjoying the benefits of the covenant that God made with Abraham. And when David said, "God has made an everlasting covenant with me," even though he was originally out of the tribe of Judah, uh, remember, he was one of the kings of Israel, right? And and as a result of that covenant, which the Lord made with Abraham, and there's a straight line to that covenant being renewed with David, and there is a straight line with that covenant being renewed with the Lord Jesus Christ, and there is a straight line with that covenant being renewed with you, with you, and with me. And that same covenant applies to the nation of Israel today. So God is in covenant with Israel and with you and me because of Abraham. Hallelujah. God's covenant, your covenant with God is your most precious and your most prestigious possession on this earth. I've said that before. Your covenant with God is your most precious, most prestigious possession on this earth. Not too long ago, a minister asked me, 
like like if if you if you were to give a summary of what you believe a minister needs to succeed to succeed even though he had been a minister for many years um like like what would you what like what are some of the things you would say and 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 I've been asked that question a lot not just for ministers but you know just people for Christians generally like I said at the very beginning of our service tonight and one of the things that amazes me the most is how little there is knowledge about the power of God's covenant in the life of a believer how little knowledge there is that people have and many times when you say covenant, yeah, they, people say, yeah, I know covenant. I've heard about covenant, but it's such a distant knowledge. There's, the, there's a power of God's covenant with you folks. The knowledge and the understanding of that covenant, the covenant you have with God, the everlasting covenant with God, Put you in a place in life, in a realm in life that is so uniquely different. I found out God is so sold out to his covenant that when he finds people that esteem that covenant, when he finds people that prioritize that covenant, God goes all out for those people. He goes all out. <laughs> You are like the apple of his eyes. When you esteem your covenant with God, when you are in covenant with God, it means you are in agreement with God. He has a part, you have a part. And that agreement was initiated by the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on the cross of Calvary. That's what joined us to the family of God through Abraham and made God's covenant with Abraham available to us as believers. You know what Galatians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 says, Christ has redeemed us from every curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. As it is written, cursed is every man that hangeth upon a tree, so that the blessing of Abraham, that's the covenant, so that the blessing of Abraham can come upon the Gentiles and so that we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That covenant that we have with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, is the most powerful thing that exists on this earth. Every time we take communion, we come around communion, uh, the communion element, every time we remind ourselves of that covenant, the reason, part of the reason we do it is one, so that we can be thankful for what the Lord did for us in, in creating that covenant, in calling us and engrafting us into that covenant, but two, so that we can again dig into the benefits of that covenant. We can invoke the power of the covenant in our lives. Hallelujah. Oh, the covenant I have found out. The covenant, my covenant with God, God's covenant with me, has been one of my most precious, most prestigious possessions. And when you learn to guard that covenant, when you learn to nurture that covenant, it puts you in a totally different class amongst humans. It really does. I, I, I know this may sound strange, unusual, uh, and I know sometimes people think, oh, that's just, you're just over-spiritualizing. But no, actually, no. It is really true. Your covenant with God puts you in a totally different class. Honestly, it does. Honestly. For everything about life. It just puts you in a totally different class. You are so secure. <laughs> you remember what, what David said, he will ensure my safety. And so, you are so secure, my safety and my success. You are so secure. The covenant is like the ark of Noah. It's like that ark of Noah that, um, that, um, 
um, Noah and his family, um, <laughs> you know, they, they were in. That's, that's what carried them through as, as long, for as long as the floods were coming down upon the earth. It was that ark. And in that ark, there was everything they needed while the world was in turmoil. In that ark. In that ark, the provision was there. Their protection from the terrible floods that was ravaging and destroying the whole earth was right in there. Their blessing, their favor, their health, preservation of life, provision, everything was in that ark. That ark is almost symbolic some way of the covenant that we have with God. Nothing from the outside could pierce or break through that ark and compromise the integrity of the blessings of God that were, that were resident in that ark. Nothing, nothing on this earth could have stopped the blessing of God from flowing in that ark. Our covenant with God is just like that. Our covenant with God is our assurance. Hallelujah. Oh God. I know I can talk forever about it. I've said this before, time is the best friend of a covenant man or woman because over time, the fruit of the covenant will be produced in your life for all to see and there will be no controversy over the fact that God is with you. No question, no question. Um, let's read in Genesis, this is the beginning of that covenant with Abraham that spread to us. It's the beginning of that covenant that God enacted with Abraham. And that covenant that spread out towards in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. You see, right there, there's divine guidance, a land that I will show you, God said. But then also was the covenant, I will make of you a great nation. And then, of course, you go all the way, whether it's Genesis 15. And God said, he, brought, he said to Abraham, I'm your shield. And your exceeding great reward. And God cut a covenant with him in Genesis chapter 15. And in Genesis chapter 17, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, Walk thou before me and be perfect. And I will make my covenant with you, with me and you. And I will multiply you exceedingly. And then he said, Abraham, then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you. This is Genesis chapter 17 and verse 4. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be a father of many nations. Neither shall your name anymore be called Abraham, but your name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made you. And I will make you exceeding fruitful. Verse 6. I will make you exceeding fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come out of you. You would describe that as success, wouldn't you? He said in verse 7, And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you and to your seed after you, and I will give unto you and to your seed after you the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and 
I will be their God. That land is part of what wars are being fought on today. But notice God said, I will give unto you that land as an everlasting possession. Then he said, and I will be their God. I will be their God. And of course, that covenant that God made with Abraham made him a success in every sense of the word. In Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1, the Bible says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. You would describe that as success, wouldn't you? And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. The key of the covenant, God's covenant with you, a child of God, God's covenant with you, a believer, a New Testament believer, is the same covenant that he had with Abraham, is an extension of that covenant. And in fact, because of Jesus, this is a new covenant that is established upon better promises, the Bible says. And so, one of the keys to true and lasting success in life is an active, growing covenant with God. An active, growing covenant with God. I really love it. In Deuteronomy, look at Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. This is not a strange scripture to us. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. He said, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth so that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto your fathers, as it is this day. Hallelujah. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. So God gives success to establish his covenant with his people. When you are walking in covenant relationship with God, Success is a covenant right of yours. Success in life is a covenant right of yours. That is, success in every area of your life. Success in every area of your life is a covenant right. It is a right. Success in every area of your life. Success in your personal life. Success in your well-being. Success in your family. Success in your uh, health. Success in your finances. Success in your career. Success in your ministry. Success in your dreams. Success is a right. It's a covenant right for God's covenant people. Success is a covenant right for God's covenant people. Anything short of success is not the will of God for his covenant children. Anything short of success. We cannot write the story of the covenant child of God and close out that story with a conclusion of failure. That is not scriptural. No matter how it goes, no matter how it works, the story of a covenant child of God must end with success. It must close with success. And while that journey is ongoing, while that story is being written, success must be written all over it. Success must be splashed all over it. If you, if you, if you need to pass an exam, To move on, to fulfill a dream that you have, 
you must pass that exam. You cannot fail that exam and quit. That would be totally, that would be totally anti-scriptural. You cannot quit on any dream until you succeed at that dream. That is the word of God, my brothers and my sisters. Until we win, we have not demonstrated the covenant. The fruit of the covenant is in your success. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. This is another very popular scripture. This is because of the covenant. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. It says, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. The path of the just. Because of your covenant with God, your life must get better and better and better and better until you get to the sunset seasons of your life. And even when you arrive at the sunset seasons of your life, your life must keep getting better. Your life must keep getting better and better and better and better. Hallelujah. Your covenant with God. Your covenant with God is your most prestigious, your most precious possession on this earth. I want us to read a couple more scriptures about the covenant before we um, have to wrap up tonight. Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. Abraham was a man who understood the power of his covenant with God. And so success was a foregone reality for him. It was, it was a given. Because he understood the efficacy of his covenant with God. As a child of God, you cannot fail. As a child of God, you cannot lose. As a child of God, you cannot be overwhelmed. You cannot be overrun. You cannot be overcome. Why do I say all of that? Because God's covenant with you makes you one with God. God's covenant with you makes you one with God. And whatever is available to God is available to you. That's why you hear... You heard the scriptures that we read, El God kept, and I will establish my covenant with you and your seed after you. I will establish my covenant. I will give you that land for an everlasting possession. So what belongs to God belongs to you. God cannot fail, so you can't fail. God cannot be poor, so you must not be poor. God will not be sick. So sickness is not your portion. God cannot be overwhelmed and overcome. Therefore, you cannot be overwhelmed and overcome. You are in covenant with God. Whatever is available to God is available to you. Whatever God has access to, you have access to. You are the blessed of the Lord. Look at, uh, let's close out here. We'll pick it up from here by God's grace next week. Genesis chapter 14 and verse 18. Genesis chapter 14 and verse 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. He represented the covenant of God. And Melchizedek blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons. And take the goods to yourself. This was a war that Abraham had to get involved in because of his nephew Lot. 
And he went out there and rescued Lot and took all the possessions. And they went and they came back rich. And the king of Sodom was trying to say, well, all I need, just give me the people back. You can take all the goods, take all the provisions. But Abraham said, no. No. Because Melchizedek said to Abraham already, blessed be Abraham of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. So if you are in covenant partnership with the most high God, El Elyon, who is the possessor of heaven and earth, it means then, one, you are one with the most high God, and it means also you possess a part of his possessions. If he's the possessor of heaven and earth, it means you have real estate in heaven, and it means you have real estate on the earth. If you are in covenant relationship with the possessor of all heaven and earth, and it doesn't matter what happens on this earth, it doesn't matter the systems that run the earth, if you are in covenant partnership with El Elyon, the Most High God, who possesses, who is the possessor of all heaven and earth, it means you have real estate in heaven, and it means you have real estate on the earth. Look at what Abraham said. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to yourself. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lift up, lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread, I will not take from a thread, even to a shoe latchet, and I will not take anything that is thine, lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich. And what Abraham is saying is, my success is in God. My wealth is in God. My health is in God. My deliverance is in God. My provision is in God. My protection is in God. Why? Because I am in covenant partnership with him. Oh, child of God. I pray as I close tonight that your covenant connection, your covenant relationship with God will become stronger than it has ever been. First, that you will have a clearer understanding, a clearer appreciation of your understand, of your covenant with God. And that understanding and that appreciation will open up the floodgates of heaven to you. Because in the beginning, the Bible said, light be, let there be. And from then onwards, the earth came into being. Once light came, the earth came into being. I pray that a clearer revelation, a clearer understanding of your covenant with God will hit you in such a way that the floodgates of heaven will open up unto you. You cannot enjoy the fullness of the success that God has prepared for you until, until you arise and you mount up in the covenant that God has for you. That has to happen. That has to happen. Abraham said, I've lifted up my hands unto the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich. So Abraham will be rich, but it will not be because of the king of Sodom. Abraham will be rich. Abraham will be blessed. Abraham will succeed. But it will not be because of any human on this earth. It will be because of the unveiling of his everlasting covenant with God. The deeper Abraham gets into the covenant, the more his riches in glory become unveiled to him, become released to him. Success becomes a reality for a child of God because you are settled in the covenant. 
My friends, as I close tonight, I encourage you, commit to the covenant. Commit to every part of this covenant. Don't play games with it. Don't let the things that happen to the people in the world happen to you. That's not your portion. Don't let the same fate that is befalling people in the world be befalling you. That's not, you are a covenant child of God. You are in covenant relationship with God. What belongs to God belongs to you. Everything that God is has been made available to you. Begin to lay hold on that revelation, that understanding. And begin to walk in the fullness of it. Don't walk in the fullness or don't walk in the reality of it for just a few days, a few weeks, a few months. Walk in the reality of it every day. Every day. Be establishing. Notice God said, I will establish my covenant with you. You be establishing your covenant with God. I pray, even as we learn, continue to learn about success, that the reality of God's covenant will become something that will completely overtake your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you tonight for your mighty presence, your mighty word. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes to revelation by the Holy Spirit. Everything you have made clear that you have uh, exposed to us tonight. I pray, Father, let these things become a living reality in the lives of your children. I give you all the glory and I give you all the praise. You alone deserve it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, saints, so much for joining us tonight. I look forward to seeing you again next week, same time. God bless you. Good night.